is enough, and it's time for a change! I have so much anger. I feel like I've been raped. In the face! Great Scott. At no point in your rambling were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Just discovered a new element! Just the element of surprise. Alright everybody, welcome to the element of surprise. My name is Jeff Fitzgerald, and I'm your host on this little shindig we like to take together every once in a while. Okay, so let's get right into it. Um, you know, as we start up, I want to first take care of the housekeeping. And tell you guys to check out uh, the following podcast. Uh, there's a fireside chat with Ryan McCormick. Uh, also, Ryan McCormick and Tiffany Moore have a new podcast out called 4AM Knows All of My Secrets. Uh, conversational podcast, very funny stuff. Uh, there are the boys at McSauce doing what they do best. Uh, and then there's Just In Case with the Case in Point podcast doing some very interesting stuff over there. So, what do we got going on this week? What do we got going on in this episode? Well, for those of you who follow the Facebook page and the Element of Surprise group, you'll know that I said this episode is going to talk a lot about dicks. And we are. We're going to talk a lot about dicks this week. Um, but also, there's going to be more than just dick talk. You know, I mean, I can only go on about dicks uh, for, for so long. It's like, like 47 or 48 hours uh, constantly. But... Um, you know, so we need more than that. So also this week, I'm going to tell you about when my buddy Tim Ferry turned 21 years old. I'm also going to discuss the uh, the current state of the WWE Universal Title situation with uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar Part Nine or Ten or whatever the fuck number match this is for them, <clears throat> and why I no longer care about it. Uh, we're also going to talk discuss some random thoughts that I've had over uh, over the past few weeks, and uh, we're going to have some fun. So thank you for checking out the Element of Surprise, and as always, you can uh, join the Facebook page at EOS Mentally Irregular, uh, facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular, or check us out on Podomatic at eosmentallyirregular.podomatic.com. Okay, so that being said, let's get right into it. Thank you, and... Uh, Okay, so the first story, the first story I want to tell you this week is about when my buddy Tim Ferry turned 21 years old. Now, clearly, there's going to need to be a little bit of history on that, like who is Tim Ferry and so on and so forth. So, you know, let me go off on a little side tangent here. Um, I've always hung out with a very eclectic group of uh, people, and uh, Tim, Dane, who you've heard me talk about, uh, Josh, I call him Schmittler. You know, these were all my friends from high school. You know, like we met, uh, we always had um, one thing in common, and, and that and it grew from there. And that one thing was pro wrestling. So we started out like, you know, we would just hang out and talk wrestling. Uh, we'd watch Raw, WCW, uh, talk pay-per-views. Uh, what if this person fought that person? You know, um, before the WCW, WWE merger, Vince McMahon buying that, we would talk like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great to see uh, Shawn Michaels versus sting or something like that you know and we uh, i don't actually think that particular matchup ever came up but um you know you get the drift so 
you know, uh, these are the people I hung out with. And, uh, you know, in the past 15 years, Tim has since, uh, or 14 year, 14 years, uh, God damn, how long's it been? Yeah, 14 years. Holy shit. Uh, Tim has since moved to uh, Tennessee. He's got married. He has a family now. You know, so there's a, you know, life has its way of changing things on you, um, you know, slowly, but at the same time, pretty abruptly, if that makes sense. It's an oxymoron. I understand that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the smartest fucking guy in the world. I never claimed to be. Anyway, going back in time. We're going back here 14 years. Step in your time machine. Fire up your flux capacitor. Make sure you've got some plutonium because we're going back in time 14 years. So you go back in time. Um, at the time, Tim turned 21. The only two people that were old enough to take him out to celebrate his 21st birthday were me and Schmittler. Schmittler wanted no part of it uh, because he's like, oh man, I got stuff to do and I can't go out and get drunk and I'm not doing that. My mom will kill me and, you know, regular old Schmittler things. So I, I was working at Best Buy in Monrovo at the time and I had saved up like two paychecks, which, you know, at uh, the time was... I was making minimum wage at the time was only six uh, six dollars or something like that. So it was like three hundred dollars, which to me was a lot of money. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So I took these two paychecks, and I'm like, Tim, it's your birthday, buddy. We're taking you out. And he's like, who's we? I'm like, I am this guy. So I meet him. He was going to college down at Duquesne University in uh, Pittsburgh, and I go downtown and I meet him there at his apartment. And I'm like, all right, buddy, are you ready for this? He's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, come on, you're 21. Let me take you out. And I, I flash the cash. I flash the, the money that I brought. He's like, all right, if you're paying, I'm like, I'm paying. My treat. My treat. And uh, one thing you should know about Tim is that he was always, like, the nicest, kindest person in the world. He was the guy that walked the straight, the straightest, most narrow line uh, of life out of all of us you know not to say he didn't have his quirks like there were but but every every one of tim's quirks was normally brought on through some form of manipulation or degradation by uh dane myself or josh mainly dane and myself um you know tim once referred to me as the devil that pops up on his shoulder and tells him to do something horrible and then he looks to his other shoulder expecting an angel. And it's Dane who pops up as another devil and says, listen to that guy over there. So that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, the, the friendship that we had with, with Tim Ferry. So, it's his, you know, he just turned 21. It's a, I think it was like a Tuesday night. <laughs> it was like a Tuesday of all random nights. And I'm like, we're going out. We're going over to, uh, I forget, it wasn't the south side. Was it Carson Street? Yeah, it was Carson Street. So, we go out to Carson Street. We drive over there. We pay for parking. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, Tim, what bar do you want to go to? He's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, I'm like, all right, well, let's just start at this one. And I point at a random bar, and we start there. I go, Tim, now, before we go in, there's a few rules. few rules we got to follow, okay? Rule number one, I weigh 130 pounds. You weigh 260 pounds. Tim is 260, like 6'2", football player. He's a big guy. You know, he's not to be fucked with. Nicest guy in the world, but he, you know, but based on his build, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mess with him. And um, I'm like, all right, Tim, I'm 130 pounds. You're 260. You've got, you are two of me. 
So, for every drink I drink, you've got to drink three. Tim, being the innocent, innocent guy he is, goes, uh, three? I go, yeah, I would make you drink two, but it's your, you know, we're celebrating. We're celebrating your birthday, your 21st birthday. He's like, yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense in a fucked up Chad sort of way. And I'm like, it does. And he goes, all right, so every one drink I have, he has to have three. So we go into the bar. I get a beer. He gets a Long Island iced tea. Um, oh, another thing was that uh, he could pick the drinks, but if I said, but if I said no, he had to not order it. Uh, he was in, you know, like if he was like, oh, I just wanted like a, uh, like a Shirley Temple, I'd be like, get out of here, no. But um, so anyway, we're at this one bar, and we, you know, I have my drink, and he has his, uh, he has his two Long Island iced teas, and then I make him take a shot. So that's drink number three. So. We progress, as the night progresses, we keep doing this, and we keep leaving a bar and going to the next bar down the street. We end up at the Tiki Lounge, which is a little, you know, Hawaiian island tiki-themed bar in Pittsburgh. And, they, you know, you go in, and they got, like, you know, uh, coconuts and these little carved tiki guys on the uh, tables and stuff like that with lights in them and stuff like that. And they, the bar's, uh, you know, pretty empty because, again, Tuesday but also college town, so, you know, it, there are people there. It would be, I guess, going to, like, a regular, like, dive bar on a Saturday or a Friday night. But, um, so we go in, and we, you know, there are people at the bar, and I'm like, Tim, let's grab a booth, and we grab a booth. And by this point in time, you know, I've got a slight buzz on because, unbeknownst to Tim, for every drink I've had, I've also had a full glass of water. Tim has not had any water because I wouldn't allow it. Tim ordered a glass of water with one of his drinks, and I took it and I slid it away. From, I slid it away from him, <laughs> and then I took the water and I drank the water myself. So Tim has had no water, and he's been drinking fucking Long Island iced teas and various shots over the course of the night. So here we are at the Tiki Lounge, and uh, I go, Tim, how you feel? And he goes, I'm pretty drunk. I'm pretty fucking drunk. And t again, Tim being so innocent, he doesn't really start swearing or getting violent or anything like that until he gets a lot of uh, booze in him. And for the most part, his swearing and getting violent is my everyday life level of anger and swearing. But, uh, you know, for it, it, for Tim, that's, that's a lot for him. So, you know, if you knew him the way I did, you're like, oh, shit, Tim's pretty far out there. So we're sitting at this one, uh, we're sitting in this booth. With this little tiki statue there, and I'm like, Tim, what do you want to drink? I think this will be the last bar of the night. It's uh, it's like 1:30 in the morning, or no, it wasn't even 1:30 in the morning yet, because we spent we spent like two hours there. So I'm like, it's like uh, almost midnight. This will be the last bar of the night, and then we'll get you home. And he goes, okay, that's a good idea. I go, so what do you want to drink? He goes, well, if we're not going anywhere else, keeping in mind we had been walking from one bar to the next because my car was parked up the road. We paid for parking. So he goes, well, so long as we're not going anywhere else, like like we were, had to drive a long distance, he goes, I think maybe I'll just switch over to shots. Let's just do some shots for the end of the night. I go, okay. I go, what kind of shots do you want? I'll order them. He goes, get me a Long Island iced tea. I go, I thought you just wanted shots. He goes, and a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> so he's now ordering more drinks, and he's gotten more demanding over the course of the night. I'm taking him out. I'm paying for all this, but he's now gotten more demanding. It went from, oh, you know, I think I'll have a Long Island iced tea. And, like, he'll look at me for approval. And I'm like, yeah, drink it. But now it's to the point, I'm like, Tim, I'm going to go up to the bar, get you a drink. What do you want? Oh, just get me shots. Okay. What kind of shot do you want? Get me a Long Island iced tea and shots. 
something delicious. I'm like, okay, something delicious. So I go up and I order a Long Island iced tea. I get myself another beer. And um, I order, I'm like, I need five shots of something delicious for it's my friend's 21st birthday. And the bartender looks at me and goes, he has that look on his face. It's like very skeptical. Like, what the fuck do you mean something delicious? And uh, I'm like, I don't know. What, 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 he goes, what, what, what uh, do you think something delicious? I go, I don't know, some sort of uh, flavored schnapps. He goes, uh, I go, what's that blue one? And I point at the blue bottle down there behind the bar. He goes, oh, they, they have the pussies that come in here drink this. It's uh, some sort of blueberry schnapps. I'm like, okay, yeah, I need five of those. No, make it six. So I order six shots of the blueberry schnapps, get Tim's Long Island iced tea, I get a beer. I go back to the table with the, the, the tray of shots. Tim, I make Tim drink five of them. I drink one myself. I have a beer. I'm drinking my beer. I'm sipping on my beer at this point in time because I'm not there to get wasted. I'm there to watch Tim get wasted. That's the point. So, and, and, and for the record, that, that went off without a hitch. That was a great success on my part. Um, so Tim drinks the shots. He slugs down the Long Island iced tea. He's not even sipping them anymore. He just downs it in like one drink. And I, I look at him and he goes, ah, I think I'll have another right and he the way he said right when he looked at me and his glazed over eyes and he had this look on his face like if i told him no he would fucking eat me so i'm like yeah sure have another again he's falling right into my trap right into my planned uh (laughs) the plan is going off without a hitch so i go back up to the bar i get tim two more long island iced teas i get more shots uh i stop substituting delicious shots for just straight up whiskey and rum and uh, bring those back. And Tim is just downing them one after another while I sit there casually sipping my beer. Finally, it, it's around 1.30 in the morning and Tim is wasted. He's starting to, he's like, oh, I think I'm getting sick. So I'll have one more drink and like two more shots and then you got to take me home. I'm like, deal. So I go up, back up to the bar. I get him an, another Long Island. I get him two shots of uh, straight vodka. And uh, I get myself a glass of water just to taunt him with. And I go back to the table, and on my way back to the table, I notice Tim is having a conversation, and I'm like, oh, shit, who the fuck sat down and is y- yammering at him? You know, who's who's babbling at uh, my drunken buddy? So I get there, and Tim is not talking to anyone. He's not talking to himself. He is having an angry conversation with the tiki statue on the table that holds the light for that for that particular booth. And he's telling it not to mock him and not to look at him that way. Sure, he's drunk, but, uh, oh, how'd it go? How'd it go? Hold on. He goes, you stop looking at me. Look at you. You're so fucking condescending. Yeah, I'm drunk, but you don't get to fucking judge me. And he's telling telling the tiki statue not to fucking judge him for being drunk. And I just stopped like, dead in my tracks, and I'm like, hey, Tim, you okay, buddy? And I start, like, talking to him as I would talk to my six-year-old. He's like, I'm fine, but this asshole's, look at him smiling at me. And I'm like, it's okay. And Tim just hauls off and punches the tiki statue. He cuts his hand open, or cuts his knuckles open. He's not bleeding, like, badly, but he's, like, wrecked his knuckles at this point. The tiki statue, I, 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 th- I think it broke. Uh, I'm not positive. It, no, it came up off the table. It was, like, bolted to the table, but now it was, like, loose. And uh, I'm like, Tim, don't fucking hit the tiki statue. You're going to get us kicked out of here. He goes, I don't care at this point. This guy's an asshole. I'm like, all right, drink these. We'll get out of here. 
So, you know, he's drinking. They call last call. I'm like, all right, Tim, it's time to go. So I get Tim up. And uh, keeping in mind, he's 260. I'm 130 pounds. He's walking alongside me, and I'm trying to maintain his weight and, you know, have some semblance of control on him to guide him out of the bar without further distraction. Now, before we sat down, when we first came into this bar, what I neglected to tell you, because it wasn't important then, it only becomes important now, is that the bouncer had with him a little puppy, a puppy dog, a little baby Boston Terrier puppy, and it was all wrapped up in a blanket, and it was all cute and looking adorable and shivering and doing stuff. Tim didn't notice it. So, we're now on our way out. The bouncer is going around the bar to check and see if there's anybody still way in the back to let them know that it has been called Last Call. I am taking Tim out the door. The Boston Terrier puppy is sitting on the chair where the bouncer had it when we came in. Tim stops dead in his tracks, stares at the dog, and his eyes get wide with, like, shock, fear, and disbelief. And he looks at me. And again, earlier, before I got into the story, I told you about my my friendship with Tim and how a lot of the depraved things he ended up doing in life were caused by uh, me and Dane manipulating him into doing them or basically telling him to do them, you know, or else we wouldn't be friends with him anymore and... You know, Tim, know, knowingly, knowing that we uh, were just bullshitting him, did them anyway because that's what we did. So, Tim stares at the dog, eyes wide, shock, disbelief. He stops me. I'm like, Tim, come on, buddy. We got to go. He goes, Chad, is that dog real? I look at the dog and I look back at Tim and he stares at me like he's deadly serious. He's like... Like, he needs to know this. His night cannot continue or end up the riddle of whether or not this dog is real. So I tell him, I'm like, yeah, but it's real. It's a Boston Terrier. Now, Tim, knowing that I like to fuck with him, goes, Chad, I know that you like to fuck with me, so I can't trust you. Is that dog real? I go, Tim, I swear to you. I swear on my mother's eyes. That dog is real. It is a Boston Terrier. It is a puppy. It is a real dog. He looks back at the dog, looks up at me, looks back over to the dog, and then goes, I hate that dog. I bust out laughing. I'm like, why, why do you hate that dog? He goes, because I don't know if it's real. I said, I just told you it's real. He goes, but I can't trust you. I go, and you're taking it out on the dog? He goes, shut up. Let's get out of here. So we leave. We, t- we walk back down the street to my car. We get in the car. I drive him back to his apartment without incident. We get out of the car. I take him to the apartment. He goes, I left my keys at the bar. No, you didn't, Tim. They are hanging around your neck, I say. He goes, you're right. So he opens the apartment door, or the building door, the outer, the outer door into the building. And he lived up on the third flight, the third, the third level. So, you know, we have three flights upstairs to go up here. So... Tim goes, okay. I'm like, all right, buddy, up the stairs. Here we go. And he goes, one, and starts counting his steps as he takes the steps, the staircase. So he's counting the stairs as he walks. Now, we get two and a half flights up. And I can see, like, we are high enough on the staircase. Like, you know when you're at the staircase and your head is, like, beyond eye level with the top steps so you can see, like, the like the floor and, like, you know, any doorways or anything that's there? That's where we're at. Tim is ahead of me, so he's even further. And he goes, 
oh, oh no. And he turns around, and I thought he was going to be sick and, like, barf on the floor or, like, barf down the stairs or barf on me or something like that. I go, what's the matter, Tim? You okay? You sick? He goes, I lost count. We have to start again. I'm like, no, no, we do not have to start again. I go, what were you at? He goes, 28. I'm like, okay, you're on... Stair 28 is where you're at? He's like, yes. I'm like, 29, 30, 31, 32. There's 32 stairs, and then there's your apartment. You're there. He goes, I'm going to take your word for it because I don't feel like walking anymore. So I get him up to the apartment. Uh, he gives me his keys, points at what he thinks is his uh, door key. It's not, so I have to fuddle with his keys to open his apartment door. Get him inside. I get him to his bed. He's like, Chad, I hope I didn't use all your money tonight. I'm like, Tim, that was the point. We were celebrating your 21st birthday. I go, here, drink a glass of water. You're home. You can have a glass of water. Here's a piece of toast. And um, I made him toast. And I go, here's some toast. Eat this. Drink the water. Go to sleep. Call me tomorrow. Let me know you're okay. He goes, okay, buddy. Thank you. So that was it. And then I drove home. So the next day comes and goes. I don't hear from Tim. The day after arrives, I get a phone call. It's Tim. I say, hey, buddy, what was that? I was worried about you. I didn't hear from you yesterday. I thought you might, but I didn't call you because I thought you might have just been busy or, you know, hung over or something like that. I didn't want to bug. He goes, oh, I didn't get out of bed till four in the afternoon. I missed all my classes and I missed going to see the uh, Duquesne game with my dad. That's your fault. I go, oh, Tim, I'm sorry, man. He goes, no, it was worth it. We need to do that again. So at that point in time, I realized that I had opened the uh, pan- proverbial Pandora's box. And, um, you know, but that's the story of Tim's 21st birthday because, uh, you know, it was just a miraculous moment in time. It was a miracle that, uh, you know, you had to be there to believe. And I got to, I got to provide that for him. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we're now in our 30s. I'm 35. He's 34. He's going to be 35 very soon, actually, uh, just, a few, just a few more weeks. And um, I'd like to... Maybe whenever we turn 40, do that again and see how we can hold up compared to when we were 21. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's uh, five years off. So we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, that's the, that's the uh, story of Tim's 21st birthday. Moving on. Moving on. As I said, this episode's going to be all about dicks uh, or mostly about dicks. So, um, you know, here's a segment about dicks. I'm calling one dick, two dicks, red dick, blue dicks. Um... Uh, now, I know what you're thinking. Why do you, why, Chad, why do you want to talk about dicks? Well, you know, I call people dick a lot. I'm like, don't be a dick, you know? And then it, it occurred to me, like, what really constitutes a person being a dick versus a person being an asshole or, versus, or a person being a pussy? And I think the movie um, Team America World Police by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South Park guys, pretty summed it up. You know, you got three types of people in the world. You got pussies, you got assholes, and you got dicks. The pussies just want to whine and cry and, you know, bleed and, you know, bitch about everything all the time. The assholes just want to shit on everything. But the dicks, the dicks are the people that you need to run things because dicks fuck pussies. But dicks also fuck assholes. So the dicks should be the people in charge. And I thought it was actually a really poignant metaphor for the uh, state of the world. Um, you know, state of the world whenever that movie came out. But at the same time, it was also hilarious. So that got me thinking. And uh, now I'm going to go over some, some dick things that uh, I've noticed. Like, have you noticed, like, there, there are people that actually worship dicks. Worship dicks, rather, not worship. 
worship dicks. Like uh, phallic worship is a big thing. Like look at the uh, look at the Washington Monument, or uh, you know, I mean, look, all the best foods are shaped like dicks, hot dogs and popsicles and stuff like that. There are dicks everywhere that we just ignore. We just ignore it because it's so ingrained to us. But, you know, the dick worship and throwing dicks in, in our faces literally has been a thing for thousands of years. And it just continues that way. Back in ancient Rome, during the gladiator times, you know, you see all those statues and everything like that. They got the like the statue of David with his with its dick hanging out. Back then, the gladiators, if they were uh, really, really, like, uh, you know, successful in the arena and everything, and they were to be like cheered and everything like that. Their their um, owner, the slave owner who owned them, would make a set would have a statue made, and the statue would have a bust of their head and a bust of their of their dick, to show how manly they were, with their name on it and like something else inscribed. But you know, people have been worshiping dicks for uh, for ages. Like if you look back uh, again to Roman times, you know they they believed in the god Jupiter, and uh, one of the phrases Jupiter's cock was, uh, you know, heavily used in the show Spartacus. And just watch that show. It's all about dicks. It's all about dicks and fucking and murder. Um, you know, having a dick. Like, I've got a dick. And it is, you know, it's an appendage that I, I'm proud to have. I like it. I like that it's there. I like what it does. I, I, I like how it feels sometimes. Sometimes I don't like how it feels because I'll sit on it or something like that and it hurts. Um, you know, I, I've got... I, I, we, me and Ashley, at, uh, before our son was born, we lived in a uh, house where we were we roomed with a uh, a friend of hers, and her friend says to me one day something about I, I forget what was going on. We were drinking. It was late at night, and something about uh, a raping dick. You know, not 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 just a regular dick, but a dick specifically used for raping. And what I thought about was like you know a microscope where you have the microscope lenses and like you can change like the different lens. Uh, type and size, I thought about having, like, a construction like that of just dicks, like, on my genitalia, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, and you're like, you know, click, click, and I s switch it over, and oh, yeah, this is my raping dick, click, click, this is my pissing dick, click, click, oh, that's just my regular dick, click, 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 oh, this is my dick for butt-fucking, click, 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 uh, this is my dick for slapping around, you know, just have a microscope lens rotary uh, thing with multiple dicks for multiple uses, you know, um, there are chicks with dicks, which are actually just called transvestites, which are actually men who just want to be women. So, um, you know, I spend a good portion of my life trying not to be a dick. And, uh, you know, so there's a whole world of dicks out there in front of us all the time, every day, every day. And you don't even know it. You don't even know it because it's so just ingrained in our mind that you don't even realize it, you know? For example, I have never once seen anybody put something in front of their crotch and say, look at me, I'm Mr. So-and-so dick, and not have it get a reaction. Dicks make the world go round. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Dicks make the world go round. So, that's, uh, that's dicks. One, bi one dick, two dick, red dick, blue, blue dick. So, um, that's, that's all about dicks. I'm going to give you a few random thoughts, and then I'm going to get to... Uh, my thoughts on uh, the Lanes, the the, the Ra Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar feud. Uh, some random thoughts that have occurred to me that I've just written down over the past few weeks are, um, you know, what if you had other things for legs? Like there was that movie uh, that came out, uh, Planet Terror, where uh, Rose McGowan gets her leg cut off and they replace it with a shotgun, and then later it's a Gatling gun. Like what if you just had, like you know, what if you were in a wreck, like a terrible accident, and they're like. All right, okay, uh, sir or madam, 
you, we've got some options here. We've got some choices. You could either have your legs amputated and spend the rest of your life in a wheelchair and be a wheelchair person, or we can give you these prosthetic legs, but they're lamps, and like you have lamps for legs, or like what if like we give you like a live shark for, for a missing leg? You know, and like the tail end goes on like where the prosthetic is and like where the foot would be is like just a live shark and it just chomps at things that get in your way. Like you can shark kick someone and it'll chomp their fucking leg off, chomp them in half or something like that. You know, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, you could have like a, you could have chainsaw legs and it would kind of be like you fire them up and it would kind of be like roller skating or guess. And you just like skate along on your chainsaw legs. I think that would look pretty badass. Um you know, what if you had, uh, like, a, what if, what if you had, like, a, a set of baby legs? Like, what if they're like, well, here's the thing. Again, car, car accident, you got to have your legs amputated. You could either, A, spend the rest of your life in a wheelchair, or, B, we can graft on a pair of fully functional working legs, but they're the legs of a two-year-old. So you're for the, and they, they know they won't grow or age with you. They're just always going to be these tiny little shuffling baby legs. Like what, you know, that, that's the kind of shit I've been thinking about lately. What would you do? I, I'd take the baby legs. Um, another thought that's crossed my mind. What if, um, what if as human beings, you know how like we created like the scale of like measurement and everything. Oh, this is an inch. This is a foot and stuff like that. What if we were way off? What if we were way off in our hubris of deciding these things and we're actually like 40 foot tall giant monsters and that's why most animals are so small because they're the regular size of things and now they live in a world of giants and they're like, what the fuck? You know, and I know the argument to that is like, oh, well, deer and, you know, lions and stuff and bears are bigger than we are. Yeah, what if they were the fucking monsters? What if they are also giant monsters? I mean, think about it relatively like this. To a canary, a cat is a monster. So, you know... What if we're way off? What if we're fucking giants? Or, or vice versa? What if we're actually very minuscule? What if everything is very minuscule on this planet and the planet is not as big as we think it is? We're just, we just got all the measurements wrong. You know, what if the whole circumference of Earth is only what in reality would be uh, what we call a mile, but uh, we just got it wrong in our arrogance? So, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, why also, why are aliens, speaking of Earth and outer space and stuff, why are aliens so curious about butts? Why is it always you hear about an abduction and there's an anal probe? Why is it got to be an anal probe? Why don't they ever like, you know, like put something in your brain or like take one of your eyes out or something like that? Why is it always got to be an anal probe? Why, what, what is it between aliens and butts? And believe me, this is coming from me. I'm an ass guy. I like ass. I'm a butt guy. But I don't need the, I don't have, I'm not like, hmm, you know what? I wonder what's going to happen if I stick this beer bottle up someone's butt. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to stick a pencil sharpener in a butt. I'm not like that. Aliens are all about that. They're like, hey, you know what? We got a fresh batch of humans here, and uh, we've abducted them. So um, let's shove things in their butt. And, uh, you know, that's that's aliens. I don't get it. I don't know why they're that way. But um, also, another thought I had is, you you know He-Man? And I'm not talking the Masters of the Universe Dolph Lundgren He-Man. I'm talking the cartoon Prince Adam He-Man and Skeletor. I, I, I was looking at him the other day. And because um, somebody put some meme up on Facebook or something like that, and it had He-Man in it. Um, anyway, I, I, I was looking at He-Man, and I realized two things about him. He needs to, A, get a haircut, and B, put on a sensible pair of pants. I don't need to see his junk with his flying nun, flying Dutchman hairstyle all over the goddamn place. I like He-Man. I, you know, he's got the power of Skull, But, uh, you know, his hair, he needs a, he needs a haircut. He needs a sensible pair of pants. I don't want to see him riding a green tiger 
with his junk hanging out with that fucking haircut. He comes off very awkward to me. Like he's not someone that I would let hang out with my son and I'm pretty pretty wild. I, there's a short list of people I wouldn't ha- let hang out with my son and um he man's on the list. Let me put it to you this way. Um my bu- my old buddy Ryan McCormick, Grimace, who uh you know, we know from a fireside chat. I'd let him hang out with my son. I'd let hi- Ryan hang out with my child before I'd let he man hang out with my son. So, you know, no, I, I'm, I'm, that meant, that's meant to be complimentary to Ryan and insulting to He-Man, not insulting to Ryan. But, um, you know, so there's, there's that. Those are just some thoughts that I've had recently. But, uh, you know, now it's time for me to get into this, uh, the current situation in the, uh, for, of the Universal Championship in the WWE uh, with uh, SummerSlam right around the corner. We got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. And it's, it's really pissing me off because nobody... Nobody cares about Roman Reigns. Vince McMahon and the company have been trying to push him down our throats for three and a half years now. They, and it's not working. This main event that they had at WrestleMania this year was the same main event they had at WrestleMania, um, I believe it was two years ago, where Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank midway through the match to save the fucking match. Because nobody gave a shit about Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Because nobody cares about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar's a part-timer. His only relevance is that... The, the most relevant thing about Brock Lesnar's championship reign is that he's not there. That's what's relevant about it. Is, oh, is Brock going to show up? Is he going to defend the title? And that should, be, that should not be how a championship is uh, presented. Titles used to mean something. And they should mean something. You know? I remember whenever Bret Hart... And uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12 were feuding over the WWF title because uh, it was WWF then. And they had their Iron Man match. And it was amazing because, you know, it, it, just the sheer Iron Man match concept for the WWF title showed how prestigious that that championship was. That it, that it, what, what meaning it held. That these two men couldn't just have a regular match. They couldn't just fight to one fall to the finish. They had to fight for a whole hour. And then... For those of you that are wrestling fans and know the match, it ended in a draw, and they went into overtime just for the prestige of being called WWF champion. Nowadays, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, Brock Lesnar is going to be in a... He's going to be sitting on his couch for a while, and uh, so he's got the belt with him there. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, we'll have Roman Reigns do some things on there and talk about how awesome he is and how this is his yard. You know, he sounds like fucking... um, Sounds like Clint Eastwood in fucking Gran Torino. Get out of my yard. And, uh, you know, basically, I've summed it up. For those of you who are wrestling fans and and Star Trek fans, this this feud is the Kobayashi Maru. Because it's a no-win scenario for the company. Lesnar wins. You still have a part-time champion who isn't there. Reigns wins. You have a full-time champion that people don't care about. Even if uh, Braun Strowman comes in and cashes in his Money in the Bank briefcase... You have a cop-out on the company's end because they're, that's them basically saying, here, are you happy now? And, you know, it's a Kobayashi Maru. There are, that, that's, that's what they got going on. It's a piece of shit fucking feud that's been going on way too fucking long whenever you've got multiple alternatives out there. You know, I'm just going to give one at random. Um, okay, so you have, uh, you know, I, I'm a Bobby Roode fan. I think uh, Glorious Bobby Roode is a great wrestler. He's a fantastic wrestler. He's got a great gimmick going on and people like him. So here's what you do. You know, here's an alternative that I think could have been a moneymaker. You know, it could have been great for uh, for SummerSlam, for whatever you wanted to do. But it would have been great for this scenario to just save us 
from another Reigns-Lesnar matchup. You, you have the, uh, the two triple threat matches that they had a few weeks ago on Raw. You have those. Have Rude win his. Have Rude, then the following week, have him face off whoever, with whoever won the, uh, the second one. In my opinion, it should have been Seth Rollins. Rude versus Rollins. You have Rude win that, but you know, use some heel tactics and uh, go into the match as kind of a heel, but uh, have Lesnar play the, the heel on the fact that he's not there, but you know, mainly be the face because people would support Lesnar and have Bobby Rude uh, play, the fo- play, play the heel. You know, you kind of have these two heels and you don't really know which one to root for, but it'd be a great match because you know, you're like, you'd, you'd be thinking the whole time, how is Bobby Rude going to beat Brock Lesnar? And have Rude really put up a fight, you know, and ha- have it look like, you know, like Rude might have a chance, and then bam, have Lesnar come out of nowhere and look, you know, F5 look like he's going to do, look like he's going to retain, have the crowd start going nuts with booze because they want a full-time champion, you know, um, then bam, Braun Strowman comes out. He attacks, rather than just cashing in the money in the bank, he attacks Lesnar violently. After both men are sufficiently beaten down, you know, with his uh, man monster among men gimmick, then you have him cash in and easily pin Brock Lesnar and become the champion. Then the following night on Raw, you have Bobby Roode come out and, you know, he's all pissed off. You know, you don't need to worry about Brock Lesnar anymore. You don't need to worry about him. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Next night on Raw, Braun comes out, you know, oh, Mr. Monster in the Bank, the the, the, the Universal Championship Monster or whatever they want to call him at that championship celebration. Bobby Roode comes out. He feels he was robbed of his glorious moment, you know. It would be a fucking... That, I'd sit and watch that, and that's just one alternative that I've come up with off the top of my head sitting here now. They have multiple, multiple people who are of that caliber and uh, of that level. Look at both uh, Rude, Rollins, uh, Dolph Ziggler. The company hates to get behind Dolph Ziggler, but uh, Dolph Ziggler would be great. Um, you know, you got uh, Rusev, even if you want to do it. I, I'd even say put the title on Rusev. You know, uh, you got... Uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is there. That, you get multiple choices. You don't need to shove lanes. Or, or See, that's what that's how bad this feud has become. I've just started calling it the Lanes feud. I've combined Lesnar and Reigns into one name. You don't need to shove Reigns versus Lesnar down our throats for another four years until the fans finally get behind uh, Roman Reigns because they don't have any other choice or Vince McMahon dies. Then this just goes to show how out of touch Vince McMahon is with the uh, with the fan base anymore. You know, I I follow a lot of independent wrestling. I watch uh, Ring of Honor. I you know I try to follow what's going on in NXT, and it seems like that is some very you know like like it, it just attention grabbing stuff. You know, you see what's going on there. You're like, oh okay, I want to know what's going on with this. Uh, you know, ROH Cody Rhodes was the uh, their champion for uh, quite a while, and he. he it was amazing. He brought, literally had fashioned like a like a class ring, like a giant class ring with the uh, Ring of Honor logo on it, and he it was he called it the Ring of Honor. And when he defeated people, he made them kiss it, and that was that like that just that part of his gimmick. I'm like, okay, I want to see that that's going on too. Reigns has nothing, none of that. He's just the big dog, and this is his yard, and Superman Punch, and he's the cousin of the Rock. And, uh, and he's got muscles and looks tough and has long, greasy hair. And Brock Lesnar is, yeah, he's, uh, you know, the beast. Uh, but he's a beast that's around whenever, you know, like twi- four or five times a year. Like, I think he wrestled more matches in 2017 than he did in 2016 and 2018 so far combined. But um, that was like the year of Lesnar. But, you know, my point being is that 
nobody, nobody cares about this. Move on. Give us some more options. You know, back in the uh, Attitude Era, you know, when Austin, they did, they spent a whole year with uh, McMahon trying to get uh, the title off Steve Austin after he beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. And, you know, first they brought in uh, Mick Foley as uh, Dude Love, and that didn't work. So then they brought in Kane, and, they, you know, the classic, uh, they, at the same time they had the same event in Pittsburgh where they had the uh, King of the Ring, where they had the classic Hell in the Cell match where Undertaker threw Mick Foley off the Hell in the Cell 20 years ago, by the way. And, um, you know, then they had Kane versus Austin, the first blood match, and the Undertaker comes out, and he... Uh, goes to hit Kane with the steel chair, and he misses. He hits Austin. Austin's bleeding, and the referee sees that, and Kane's the champion. That was a huge swerve. No one expected that. That was great. And then you spend the, you know, Austin uh, wins back the title the next night. So for the rest of the year, you had Undertaker and Kane going after the WWF title to try to get it off Steve Austin until the screw job, until the, uh, you know, they both pinned him at the same time. And, um, you know, who was the champion? We don't know. So we got to have this tournament. We gotta have this tournament for Survivor Series, the Survivor Series Championship Tournament, and uh, you know the, the Undertaker gets a bye, and he looks like he's McMahon's boy, and then Ma- Mankind is back, McFoley's Mankind, and he acts like McMahon's like, yeah, Mc, you're my boy, and you know it looks like he's gonna be this corporate Mankind. He started wearing the shirt, and you know the uh, you know like dressing up, presented him with a hardcore championship as like a sign of faith and respect, and then like you know you have the tournament. You know, Austin gets eliminated. No one expected that. Then it comes down to Mankind and The Rock. And The Rock's the people's champion. He's the big, seems to be, you know, these, uh, this kind of foolish, bumbling oaf that uh, that for some reason, the McMahon, they, they got his back. And then, bam, swerve. They, they pull the swerve. They pull the, they, you know, it was a year after the Montreal screw job. So they pull the screw job and The Rock turns heel. And uh, McMahon calls for the bell and they award The Rock the championship. And wow, that was, that was great. That was great storytelling. Not... Hey, you know what? It's in a cage. Lesnar versus Reigns at uh, WrestleMania. Lesnar versus Reigns at SummerSlam. Oh, here's a good idea for Survivor Series. Let's have a tournament, and the winner will fight Brock Lesnar in the main event, and have Roman Reigns win the tournament and fight Brock Lesnar in the main event, and uh, go on to the Royal Rumble, where Brock Lesnar's got to defend the championship in the Ro- in the Royal Rumble match, and then how ha- you know it comes down to uh, Lesnar and Reigns. You know, nobody's going to give a shit. Nobody cares. I'm tired of talking about it. I want to see something interesting. You know, I know Vince uh, word on everything. But I, I know Triple H has got, you know, they, they've kind of made NXT his baby. You know, he, that's his. Fucking, you know, stand up to the old man. Grow a pair of balls and just, you know, it, it's going to be your company when the guy dies anyway. Do something fucking interesting. Come up with a fucking plan. Jesus Christ. All right, anyway, that was my rant on uh, the Lesnar versus Reigns feud. And uh, this has been an episode of The Element of Surprise. Again, check us out on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. Uh, Give us a like. Give us a review. Join the EOS group. And uh, check us out on EOS at Podomatic at eosmentallyirregular.podomatic.com. As always, again, check out a fireside chat. Check out... Just uh, case in point with Justin Case. Check out 4AM Knows All of My Secrets. Check out McSauce. Um, and then, you know, stay tuned for future things here on The Element of Surprise. With that being said, I thank you. Cue the fucking bear music.
Too many men, 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 too many men